Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into another edition of the Wolverine.com podcast here on the Wolverine.com. I am Anthony Broom, uh, of course, joined always by former Michigan Wolverine Ryan Van Bergen. And today, joined by a second former Michigan Wolverine uh, member of the 20, well, it was 2013 through 2016. He can correct me on that. Uh, Jake Butt is here, former Michigan tight end. Welcome, Jake. Yep. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate you having me on. Kind of feels like the 2016 revenge tour because now we got a chance to take care of Iowa, which we fell short on. The boys already handled Ohio State, which you guys remember that that game from 2016. So, like, I'm like all in on this team right now. Jake, you'll be in Indy, right? I'll be there. Yeah. Getting ready to once we wrap up here, I'm going to pack up the car and head down. Cool. Ryan, what are your plans for uh, the weekend? I'm sticking with my superstition, my uh, two-month-old daughter. She's a victor versus Ohio State, so I will be holding her. Uh, Mom's going to have to take a back seat. She will be in my lap for the entirety of the game and uh, holding on to my lucky charm there. Awesome. Well, I would, hey, uh, uneventful week, right? Not a whole lot going on. Uh, definitely didn't just beat Ohio State for the first time in 10 years. Definitely not in Indianapolis right now for the Big Ten title game. Um Wow, what a huge week. Uh, Michigan comes in this game as a 10.5-point favorite. 
uh, over the Iowa Hawkeyes. Not a team you can overlook, though. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, Ryan and I did two podcasts on Ohio State and, and the win. But, Jake, you got you haven't spoken to our audience on it yet. Um, just your thoughts on the win over Ohio State and, and what this week has been like for you. Yeah, I mean, it's it was a huge win. Um, and obviously, there, there's so much about it that it was a big win. Obviously, just a big win for the players. The game always means a lot when you're when you're, you know, wearing the winged helmet. But, you know, for Coach Harbaugh, he's at, he's had a lot more success than people give him credit for. But here at Michigan, you're not defined by your wins against Indiana or Rutgers. You have to beat your rivals. And, you know, we came so close yet so far from Michigan State early in the season when, you, when it doesn't matter how close you get. You either do or you don't. So there was even more pressure going into this week. Obviously, if we win that game, we put ourselves in this situation to go to the Big Ten Championship. So the the team went out and played almost flawless. Um, you know, the offensive line had an amazing game. Hassan Haskins, you know, arguably could cement himself as a, as a legend. You know, Aiden Hutchinson, 15 quarterback pressures, three sacks. Uh, you know, it, he's now in the Heisman race. So um, guys showed up and they played and they performed. Um, and, you know, as a, as an alum, as a former player, I just took such great pride in, in the passion that they played with in that game and the way they executed. It was really, really awesome to see. Um, but then aside from that, the way I think about this is there was a lot of recruits in the stands in that game, a lot of five stars, a lot of four stars. And the same guys we're recruiting are the same guys Ohio State's recruiting. And Ohio State's biggest sales pitch would be, why would you go to Michigan when we beat them every year? We go to the Big Ten Championship every year. We go to the college football playoff every year. This was our chance to punch them in the face. And now, Harbaugh, we already have the alumni base. We have the education. We have the national brand. But now we just have a little bit more ammunition to maybe steal some of those recruits from them. And recruiting is the lifeblood of your organization. So the better players we get, the more, the more it'll be easier to compete and win down the line. Um, so that's kind of what I'm thinking about, too, is it's, it's, it was a huge win for us, but it's just another ammunition to continue the program's success by getting better and better players. Brian, do you have any lingering thoughts from the Ohio State game? Uh, nothing. I've relived it. I think I've watched it three times now, including commercials, because I just enjoyed it so much. Um, we, as good as we played, we also did make a few mistakes, to be honest with you. We had a couple little things here and there that we we didn't play perfect football. We played great football. Don't get me wrong. It was 60 minutes of great football. But, um, you know, we beat the hell out of an Ohio State team and, and had some areas where, you know, we didn't play perfectly. And um, I'm just so excited about the element of mixing it up. We're now, you know, going to the big 10 championship for the first time. I feel like that's one of those things. It's almost like swinging in a slump in baseball. All it takes is that first time. And now all of a sudden you can get some momentum. Like Jake's talking about the recruiting, gain some momentum, your program. You've got believers. You got four generations of football players now in the Schembechler hall that have all beaten Ohio state. And they know what that tastes like. And that's, that's, there's something to be said about that. Cause you need to know what it feels like to get there, to, to get there again. Well, it, it's so crazy to say, Turning the page from Ohio State now, there is more football to play. There is another opponent on the horizon in the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, Jake, (laughs) you are familiar with Iowa and the the effect that they can have on a Big Ten race. What do you remember from that 2016 game? And and you just have to be so grateful this is not something that's taking place at Kinnick, right? Right, yeah. Kinnick night night game at Kinnick is always – might be the most dangerous place to play in the entire country. But, um, you know, Iowa – it's Kirk Ferentz. They don't change who they are. They, they have this certain DNA that they kind of just are who they are. And to me, they kind of remind me of like a military school, a triple option school where 
it's slow drives, like they're run committed and they're, they'll get like three, maybe four yards of carry. It'll be third and one, third and two. And on defense, you're straining to get a stop and get them off the field. And they'll just barely get the first down. And the, each time the play clock's ticking down to five and four seconds. And before you know it, it's a 12 play drive, 10 minutes is ran off the clock and your offense is falling asleep on the sideline. It's super dangerous in that sense where you, if you can get a lead on them, they're not built to play from behind. If you can get them in third and long situations, they're not, they're not a pass committed team. That's not their DNA. So there's a recipe, but it's not easy to stop them. They got these big country corn fed offensive linemen that know how to create movement. They run the outside zone really, really well. Their running backs are thick. They fall forward. It, it, it's not going to be easy. And then you have the fact that, you know, there was such, it was such an emotional win. Like in a sense, here we are, it's still Friday, still talking about Ohio state. I, I, I've talked to some of the guys in the locker room and, I, and they tell me everything's committed. And I, I think it's just probably us still soaking in it. And the fact that, you know, this game really is big, but actually it's a stepping stone to the college football playoff. So, um, you know, these guys understand that, you know, Ohio state wasn't the end goal it was actually to be big 10 champions and go to the college football playoff. So it's a dangerous game, but I think as long as they go out there, we're more talented and we do what we're capable of, we should win this game, but you better not sleepwalk early. You better try to, you know, jump on them early and, and give yourself a good chance and um, try to play with a lead. Ryan what, Ryan, what do you see from Iowa? And obviously, like being a guy that played defensive line, um, you know, having that experience in the trenches, what, what type of team are they up front? Physical. Uh, you think of Big Ten football and you think of the best offensive lines in the Big Ten football. And usually one of the first names that come out of your mouth is probably Wisconsin. But the second name that comes out of your mouth is Iowa. Uh, they are well coached. They're fundamentally sound. They're nasty. They're tenacious. And they're led this year by Tyler Lindenbaum at center, who's arguably the best offensive lineman, one of, if not the very best in college football, probably issuing for Lombardi and Remington. I've seen him play. Tyler Lindenbaum's going to be a problem. Mozzie Smith, Chris Hinton, um, you know, at linebacker, Josh Ross, Jr. Colson, those guys are going to be challenged this week uh, more than they have been, I think, in any other week. Uh, they play a physical brand of football. One of the things that I think you heard Josh Gaddis mention in his post-game press conference for Ohio State was that we noticed Ohio State's a finesse team. They've become a finesse team and power. Uh, if you hit them in the nose, sometimes a finesse team doesn't like that. Iowa is not a finesse team. If anything, Iowa is the counter to finesse. And uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a challenge. You've got to play smart. And you got to play well. What Jake mentioned about the outside zone, a lot of people don't realize a defensive end, defensive tackle, when someone's running an outside zone scheme, you don't necessarily want to get a ton of penetration and you also don't want to get washed. That's what they're looking to do is displace you. And whoever can get the most displacement is where that cutback lane is going to be for the running back. So you've got to stand your ground, not get moved, not get moved laterally, not get moved backwards, and hopefully let these linebackers play. Mozzie Smith, Chris Hinton have to absorb some double teams and not get moved backwards for us to be successful and get up, get up on these guys. Anthony, if I could expand on that too, and, and Ryan, I completely agree. Another thing that you, you and I both know this is football is like a, it's a 24 seven, 365 preparations. So, you know, where we went against Ohio State, their defense was seeing heavy pass all spring ball, all camp. They were not used to lining up, lining up and playing physical football all season. Whereas Iowa, all spring ball, their defense is seeing their offense. It's basically nine on seven year round. So their defense understands what it takes to stop the run. So they're probably better prepared to stop our DNA offensively, um, which is, you know, again, another danger of this game is, it's it's probably not going to be as easy to run the ball as it was against Ohio State just because Iowa, anyone that's a veteran has seen the run their entire career going against themselves in practice. So, um, you know, that's going to be a challenge as well. Mm -hmm. 
Well, you can tell that you are looking to go into broadcasting, Jay, because that's a wonderful segue. I was going to ask you next, what do you see as the biggest or some of the bigger offensive storylines for Michigan in this game? That that's to me is the biggest, the, the, the storyline is, is I, I talked to some of the guys this week and they said, you know, in years past, we would try to change our offensive scheme to, to, you know, fit the opponent's weakness. This year, Gaddis has told them, we're not changing who we are. We're, we're, we know we're better than them. We have the talent to do our DNA. We're going to go out there and just commit to it and do it. But again, you go back to this as Iowa, they see the run all year round. It's not going to be easy to just line up and run the ball. But you know, I think our offensive line, if we can do it, you know, if there's a team that can do it, it's, it's our guys. But the key here is to be, you got to get a lead. You cannot go three and out against these guys because um, their offense, again, is going to control the clock, the time of possession. So if you can get a lead early, you know, you get up double digits, two scores. Iowa is not built to play from behind. So um, you can't come out sleepwalking. Um, you got to get a lead early, turn them, you know, make them change who they are for us. And I think we can win. That's a game that we can win. Jake, is this a tight ends game to you? It's always a tight ends game for me. <laughs> it's, and, and here's the thing, though, is when you watch these guys play, they aren't, you know, my senior year, I was getting a lot of I was getting a lot of pass opportunities, but I couldn't block like these dudes. If you watch the tape, yes, they're they're not going for 100 yards in a game. You know, Eric has had some games where he's shown that that capability. But what they're asked to do is stick their head in there and block. These dudes block their asses off. They're fitting on the, the linebackers smash mouth they're putting the crown of their helmet right in your chin and knocking you back that's tough to do because you know they're doing it in practice all week too they're asking you to do it every single day um and they show a willingness and commitment to that so um you know that's probably what they're going to be asked to do mostly but if their numbers called in the past game i'm confident they can get it done there as well well ryan let's turn to the defensive side of the ball um you know this is an iowa offense I hesitate to call it one dimensional, but it's, it's not the explosive, you know, this isn't going to be a basketball game on grass. Like we thought maybe last week's game might be, where do you look at some of the keys uh, on the defensive side of the ball for what Michigan needs to do? I think don't be afraid to commit to stopping the run. Um, I think there's times where we've played two high safeties or had some coverage on first down, second downs. I think Michigan state is where I'd like to go honestly to, to, to talk about stopping a guy like Kenneth Walker or a run game like Michigan state had, we need to commit and let the guys on the edges go one-on-one -on -one every now and again. I'm not saying leave them on islands all game, but eight in the box, especially on first down, second down, because what this team's looking to do is get you to third and two, third and ones. Honestly, the makeup that we had versus Ohio State. So we need to get sell out and get these guys to second and eights and third and sevens and third and six. The conversion percentage for them goes significantly down if they're third and four plus. So we need to get into that position for us. And that means, I think, bringing bodies in. Truly, I think if we can play good on the defensive line, I think this is a game for Dax Hill to really show up. He's one of those few safeties that's kind of a hybrid guy that can stick his nose in there and be a part of your front seven, front eight, especially in the run game. He should be unblocked and should be having opportunities to make tackles, and that's what it's going to be. It's going to be great tackling, hard-nosed football, um, three yards in a cloud of dust doesn't help us. You know, We need to get stops at the line of scrimmage and uh, have them have one-yard games. You look at the games that Iowa lost, the games Iowa lost, they had, you know, under 75 rushing yards total as a team. So that is the formula for slowing down and stopping Iowa is uh, containing the running backs and, you know, nothing against tight ends tight. But if you know uh, the receiving side of Iowa, their best receiver is a tight end. Uh, he has 460 yards. I can't remember his name, but 460 yards on the season. 
they are not a good passing team. Passing attack is not what they do. It's a great game for them if they complete 50% of their passes. So um, focus on the run, shut down the run, make them one-dimensional. If offensively we can happen to get a little bit of a lead, that's going to take them out of what they like to do a little bit. Uh, so those are kind of the formula. That's the formula there offensively, defensively, to make the game go in our favor and play the game that we want to play. Cool. I'll let you guys take turns on this one. And we've kind of hit on it here and there, but uh, things that Michigan should be on high alert for in this game, we'll start with Jake. Uh, starting fast and, you know, burying last week. Okay. Burying the emotions of last week, refocusing, understanding the moment, coming out there and playing our football early. That's, that is literally the key to this game because we are more talented. We should win this game on paper. Um, but if you're caught you know, sleepwalking early in the game, you know, before you know it, Iowa's getting momentum. They're able to run the ball. That's not a game you want to play um, with the Big Ten championship on the line. So, you know, my key here is is starting fast, bearing the hatchet from last week um, and, and trying to take a lead early. I would say for me personally, things that we need to find is balance on first down offensively. Uh, if Iowa's a really good defense and they capitalize on turnovers really well, we've talked about the amount of interceptions they came away with. Don't put McNamara in our offense in situations of third and seven, third and eight, third, nine. I feel like we do a really good job when I say balancing first down. I think they'll struggle a little bit covering Edwards, covering Quorum if Quorum's ready to go. So just a swing pass. And for me, that's a run play. It's an extended run play, but a swing pass on first down. Um, if you keep it between the tackles 80% of the time on first down, I was going to key in on that and they're not going to give up much on first downs. And that kind of puts us behind the sticks. So we've got to win on first downs offensively and defensively. And I think that's going to put us in good position on both sides of the ball to play the game that we want to go in with. Let's go to X factors. Now uh, a lot like the game in Ohio state, there are always guys that kind of come in the woodwork and, and you have your stars, you have your Hutchinson zero Jabos. Those guys will have their impact on the game as they always do. But uh, guys that you might be looking for this week to kind of come out of nowhere, given the matchup and, and be a big factor on Saturday. Yeah. I kind of, to, to touch on what Ryan just said is, is can you get Donovan Edwards? I think he proved in that Maryland game. Um, and, and again, understanding who Iowa is, is, is their, their front seven defensively is built to stop the run. I don't think their linebackers uh, can really run with our running backs. And Donovan Edwards has proved to be a matchup nightmare for even good you know, pass defending linebackers. So can you get him out of the backfield? Can you, can you get a matchup against a linebacker? Those are typically easy completions for Cade. Um, and, and he's proved not only that, but after the catch, what he's able to do, um, he's extremely explosive. So he, I, could he come in and have a big game catching the ball out of the backfield and get us some easy chunk plays? Um, I'm looking for him to, to show up. I'll piggyback and just go with Corum in the same facet. I feel like Corum getting to the edge. Iowa's front seven's made to stop the run, and I feel like they want to play in between the hash marks. Um, I think that if you can get them stretched and find some holes stretching them, that's where they're going to struggle a little bit. And if Quorum's 100%, I have no idea the status of Quorum, but if he is 100%, um, you know he's chomping at the bit to get some touches, and I feel like his speed could give them some issues. But I definitely all week have thought about and kind of been salivating that I feel like we should be able to go to a back on a linebacker anytime we want and pick up five-plus yards. And I feel like Gaddis has to know that that's in his back pocket for this one. Okay, well, I will put my game prediction will be on the website. So there's the plug for the Wolverine.com. But let's go to you guys now. I want to hear game predictions and explain why you went the way you did. Uh, yeah, so I think if it all plays out the way we expect it to, and if everything goes as normal, which I guess is rarely in football, I'm going to go with a 35 to 17 win by Michigan. Um, I think. 
again, we have more talent. Um, in a sense, this team feels like destiny. Like it, it just feels like this is supposed to happen. Um, and what they were able to do last week against Ohio State proves that our ceiling really is really, really high. So um, if we're able to get a lead early, force, you know, get into Iowa, the third and long situations, turn them into a passing team, which is completely against who they are. I think we should be able to, you know, get their offense off the field, continue to score points. Um, and hopefully for once, man, as a Michigan fan, can a big game be over early and we can kind of just exhale a little bit? I mean, when was the last time we've ever had the chance to do that? So um, would love to see it, you know, here at the Big Ten Championship. I think Michigan's going to win this game. Uh, I think they're focused and I feel like the leadership of this team is uh, a good, solid core group of guys that has them more focused than us as fans on what's ahead of them versus what happened last weekend. So I think Michigan's going to come away with this one. I think we could do better in the red zone like we have been the last few games. We get touchdowns, not field goals. I don't know that Iowa's going to be able to stay the same. I think that that's – or say the same. I think that's going to be – the difference is who converts with touchdowns in the red zone versus who converts with field goals in the red zone. And I think Michigan gets this one comfortably, but 31-21 is what I'm thinking for the for the final score. And, um, you know, as far as star performer, McNamara is going to have to – show out uh they're going to stop the run so McNamara has to throw three touchdowns uh for us to feel comfortable about about what we do in this game feeling comfortable that doesn't that doesn't seem normal at all it really <laughs> never comfortable like, nope. um well I'll say this guys uh we got into Indianapolis last night did the same St. Elmo steak dinner did the shrimp cocktail it was awesome had a great time but let me tell you St. Elmo's staff and the guys I were with can cor- corroborate this they are so relieved that that game result went the way it did because Ohio state fans apparently come to St. Elmo's and it, they're like the Tasmanian devils there. So um, St. Elmo's oh, staff is relieved. I think a lot of Indianapolis hospitality is relieved. There are a lot of Michigan fans down here already, and there's like a palpable energy. So um, it's going to be a fun time. Uh, Jake, I know you're making your way down. Um, it's Hey, you got this far. You may as well cap it off with a win in Indy, right? Definitely. So, all right, well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, appreciate Jake Butt and your time. Uh, Ryan Van Bergen, as always, we'll be back to do a reactions podcast after the game, uh, whenever it ends. It is a Fox broadcast, so it could go well into the wee hours of the night. Um, you can follow it. Uh, the Wolverine.com is on on three now. Uh, you can follow us over there. Uh, the $1 deal, sign up for a year's worth of content is still on the table. Um, and the support and all that has been so overwhelming. So thank you guys for that. Uh, if you're listening to the show and not watching, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, comment, do all the good stuff that helps us here. Uh, podcast wise, we're on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your shows, leave us a good review and all that. So uh, for Jake Butt, for Ryan Van Bergen, this is Anthony Broom. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll talk to you hopefully after a Michigan Big Ten title win. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets.
Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.